bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming on to this program, China's manufacturing activity keeps accelerating with August PMI coming in at 49.7 and China will host the Belt and Road Forum in October. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's official Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, continued to improve in August, marking the third consecutive monthly increase though the index remains in contraction. With strong growth reinforcing signals from the country's top policy makers and a stimulus package being implemented now, it is expected that the index will return to expansion territory in September and maintain the pace through the fourth quarter of the year, experts said. The official PMI came in at 49.7 in August, up 0.4 from the previous month, data from the National Bureau of Statistics showed on Thursday. Among the 21 surveyed industrial lines, 12 sectors reported month-on-month expansion in August, up from 10 in July. Sub-indexes including Production Index and New Orders Index recorded 51.9 and 50.2 each, up 1.7 and 0.7 points from July respectively, both hitting highs in the past five months. In particular, the New Orders Index rose to the expansion range for the first time since April, indicating improvement in production demand. Driven by accelerating activity in manufacturing and market demand, corporate purchasing activities have also improved pushing the purchasing volume index to 50.5 in August, one point higher than July. In terms of industrial scales, the PMI of large industrial enterprises, mid-sized and small firms all record improvement on a month-on-month basis. Following the recent concentrated rollout of economic stimulus measures, enterprises have further reinforced their confidence in investment and market sales. The index reflecting expectations for production and business activities came in at 55.6 in August, an increase of 0.5 points from the previous month, holding at a relatively high range for the second consecutive month. The indexes for expectations across all major sectors, except for textiles, remain positive. Sectors such as agriculture and food processing and automobile manufacturing show the most movement with dead index reading hitting more than 60, signaling that the enterprises are relatively optimistic about the near-term outlook, MBS statistician Zhao Tinghe said Thursday. Meanwhile, the NBS data showed China's non-manufacturing PMI came in at 51 in August, down from 51.5 a month earlier. China will hold the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation in Beijing in October, the foreign ministry said on Thursday. With connectivity as the priority, the Belt and Road Initiative aims to provide a new platform for international economic cooperation and inject new impetus into the development of all countries as well as global economic growth, said Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbing. Over the past decades, the initiative has become both a global public good and a cooperation platform that has been welcomed by the international community, Wang said. China and Nicaragua inked a free trade agreement on Thursday after more than a year of negotiations, demonstrating the two countries' resolve to promote free trade and investment and deepen economic integration, according to China's Ministry of Commerce. Containing 22 chapters and 15 annexes, the China-Nicaragua FTA covers trade in goods, cross-border services, investment, roofs and other fields, the ministry said in a statement. Under the agreement, the final zero-tariff product between the two countries account for more than 95% of the total tax items. 
Moving on to some regional highlights. Over 300 well-known Chinese and foreign companies have registered for the November 28 to December 2nd inaugural China International Supply Chain Expo in Beijing, the country's top foreign trade and investment promotion agency said on Wednesday. A spokesman for the China Council for the Promotion of International Trade, host of the event, said foreign exhibitors constitute over 20% of the total, representing a diverse spectrum of 50 countries and regions. The council predicted that the number of professional buyers and attendees will exceed 100,000. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future South China's tech hub Shenzhen needs to notice late Wednesday saying it would let people take preferential loans for first-home purchases regardless of their credit record from August 31st, the second major city to ease mortgage rules following Guangzhou's move earlier in the day. Prior to the relaxation, the down payment ratio for first-home buyers in Guangzhou was 30% of the property value, whereas the amount for the second or third homes could be up to 70%. Following Shenzhen's decision, some second- and third-tier cities, including Guangdong's Zhongshan, Fujian's Xiamen and Wuhan in Hubei province, announced similar moves today. Insurance sales in Hong Kong to mainland Chinese visitors surged 59-fold in the first half, according to data from the city's insurance authority on Thursday. Sales of policies to mainlanders hit 31.9 billion Hong Kong dollars in the first six months to June, compared with 514 million Hong Kong dollars a year ago, representing 31% of the total in Hong Kong during the period, which also surpassed the corresponding figures of 26.3 billion Hong Kong dollars recorded in 2019. This rebound is led by demand for whole life and critical illness protection that accounted for 89% of the total number of policies issued. China issued the highest typhoon warning on Thursday as Typhoon Sala crawled closer to the southeastern coastline, threatening Guangdong and Fujian provinces. Sala will make landfall along the coast somewhere from Huilai County in Guangdong to Hong Kong on the afternoon to the night of September 1st, the National Meteorological Center said. China Railway has suspended several major train lines and Shanghai halted trains heading to Guangdong, according to local media. And several cities including Dongguan, Huizhou and Shantou have announced to propose the autumn semester starting Friday until next Monday. Hong Kong SAR government on Wednesday signed a comprehensive avoidance of double taxation agreement or CDTA with Bangladesh, a move conducive to economic and trade development for both sides. Under the CDTA, Hong Kong companies can enjoy double taxation relief and multiple preferential tax arrangements in Bangladesh. Next on industry and company news, China, the first among major economists to put AI guidelines into law, approved several AI-powered large language models including Ernibot and SenseChat to be open to the public on Thursday. The first batch of Chinese companies and research institutions includes tech heavyweight Baidu and ByteDance, AI firm Baitran Intelligence Technology, SenseTime, Drupal AI, Minimax, as well as research institutes, the Chinese Academy of Science and Shanghai Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. In addition, other tech giants including Tencent, Huawei and iFlyTech also reportedly have obtained approval to offer access to the general public. 
Chinese electric batteries giant Cattle refuted rumors that the European Commission is investigating its battery plant in Hungary. The project in Hungary has passed all local government environmental evaluations and is progressing well, the company told media on Thursday. A Hungarian politician said earlier that the European Commission has launched an investigation into the license held by Cattle's factory in Hungary. China locked more than 82.41 million entry-exit trips between July 1 and August 29, said immigration authorities today. Among them, 41.19 million trips were made by mainland residents, 32.47 million were made by residents in Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan, and 5.06 million by foreigners. Earnings Reports Express. Chinese telecom giant Huawei Technologies reported a slight rise in first-half revenue compared with the same period last year, but its net profit more than doubled. The company said it generated revenue of 308.29 billion yuan, up 3.2% year-on-year. Its net profit reached 46.52 billion yuan, surging by 218% year-on-year, according to the company's half-year report released on Wednesday. Andy's spending reached 82.6 billion yuan, an increase of 4.4% year-on-year during the period. Huawei on Tuesday surprisingly launched its latest premium smartphone Mate 60 Pro, which came as a celebration of a milestone that the total shipment of its Mate series mobile phones has reached 100 million units. The Industrial and Commercial Bank of China and Bank of China saw slower growth in their interim profit, which rose 1.2% and 0.8% respectively from a year ago. ICBC, the country's biggest lender, posted a net profit of 173.74 billion yuan in the first half, as its net interest income dropped nearly 4% to 337 billion yuan from a year earlier. The lender's net interest margin shrank 31 basis point to 1.72% during the period. BOC, the country's fourth largest bank by assets, reported a first half profit of 120.1 billion yuan, with its net interest margin declining 9 basis points to 1.67%. BOC said in a briefing yesterday that it expects continuing downward pressure on the margin in the second half of the year. However, both lenders saw their NPL ratios improve, with ICBCs coming at 1.36% at the end of June, compared with 1.38% by the end of December last year, and BOCs falling to 1.28% as of June from 1.32%. Meanwhile, Postal Savings Bank of China said yesterday that its first half profits advanced 5.2% to 49.6 billion yuan from the previous year. Its net interest margin dropped 19 basis points to 2.08% during the period, although its NPL ratio also improved. Chinese real estate developer China Van Ke released its first half financial results yesterday, with revenues standing at 209 billion yuan, down 2.9% from a year earlier. Net profit fell 19% to 9.9 billion yuan. Van Ke sold properties with a total area of 12.97 million square meters in the first six months, up 0.5% from a year earlier, with a sale volume of 203.9 billion yuan, down 5.3%. 
Vanka's consolidating gross profit margin fell to nearly 19% in the first half from about 36% in the same period in 2019. Vanco chairman Yu Liang said at today's press conference that China's property market is in a state of anxiety where prices have clearly overshot. Vanco also decided to terminate its 15 billion yuan private placement plan because its Chinese mainland listing stock price is too low, it announced late yesterday. Country Garden, one of China's largest private property developers, reported a record net loss for the first half in 2023. It first slipped into the red since publicly listed in 2007. The builder reported a net loss attributable to earners of the company of 48.9 billion yuan, compared to a gain of 612 million yuan a year earlier, according to a filing late Wednesday. It is the second semi-annual net loss for the embattled developer in a row, as it posted 7.6 billion yuan net loss in the second half of 2022. Its cash balance shrank by 21% to 101.12 billion yuan from 123.48 billion yuan a year ago, as the company grapples with missed coupon payment and seeks an extension of an onshore bond repayment. Beijing to Shanghai High-Speed Railway Corp swung to profits in the first half of 2023 thanks to surging post-COVID travel demand. The railway operator reported a revenue of 19.3 billion yuan, a 143% increase from the same period a year earlier, and a profit of 5.1 billion yuan following a net loss of 1 billion yuan in the 2022 period. The half-year profit was nearly in line with full-year earnings in 2019 before the pandemic. China's three largest airline companies reported significantly narrower losses for the first half of 2023 as the country lifted COVID-19 restrictions late last year. China's Southern Airlines said its net loss fell 75% to 2.88 billion yuan in the six months, compared with the same period a year earlier. First half losses at flat carrier Air China shrank to 3.45 billion yuan from 19.4 billion yuan. At Shanghai-based China Eastern Airlines, they fell by around two-thirds to 6.3 billion yuan. The three state-owned airlines had a combined loss of around 200 billion yuan since 2020. Switching gears to financial news, China is set to further increase financial support for private enterprises by introducing measures to lift the proportion of loans to private enterprises. According to the People's Bank of China, the country's central bank, the guideline will focus on difficulties of private companies and highlights that financial institutions could eliminate ownership discriminations in providing financial services. Ma Jinyang, a deputy head of the financial market department at the PBOC, said on Wednesday. The central bank will smooth financial channels, including stocks, bonds and loans, and it will also guide financial institutions to increase loans and support more bond issues. In terms of monetary policy, more financial resources will be directed to private enterprises and small and micro-sized enterprises, central bank governor Pan Gongsheng said at the meeting. Wrapping up, look quick look at the stock market. Chinese stocks dropped on Thursday, with the benchmark Shanghai Composite down 0.55%, and the Shenzhen component lost 0.6%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index closed down 0.6%, and the Tech Index dipped 0.4%. 
That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.